Good afternoon and welcome to the Homeowner Show on TM Live. I'm Kerry Hayes, editor of SA Homeowner Magazine, and I'm really thrilled to have you with us today. We are going to have a great show. We are chatting to one of the historical names in the rug and carpet industry. And please chat to us on Twitter at SA Homeowner, hashtag Homeowner Show. Before we go into our break, there is a fantastic competition coming up, but you will have to listen to the interview to get the answer. Oh, welcome back to the Homeowner Show on TM Live with myself, Kerry Hayes, editor of SA Homeowner Magazine. Remember, we are on Twitter at SA Homeowner, hashtag Homeowner Show. I really hope that you have a cup of hot tea or coffee with you because the weather is getting super chilly outside and I hear it's going to be a roarer of a cold one tomorrow. But to warm up the day, let's welcome Victor Leachy into studio. Welcome. Thank you very much. Victor, I just have to say off the bat, you are one of the most charming gentlemen I have ever met. Wonderful. Thank you very much. Is is that, are you asking for a date or? Not just yet, but no. we'll have to talk about okay. that later. Okay. <laughs> Victor, tell us, the Victor Lici brand has the most amazing story behind it and one that I have found fascinating and intriguing. Take us through a bit of the history of how the Lichis came to South Africa. Okay, there's the long story, which is about three or four hours, which I don't think we can manage, right? So we do a three or four minute uh, version. The way it works is this. My family originally, way back, come from Spain in the 16th century, moved to Turkey uh, in the late 16th century. We had to escape from the, um, uh, from the Inquisition, the Spanish Inquisition. We landed up in Turkey. What happened in between the 16th century and the late 19th century, I can't tell you. But my father, as a young man, wanted to see the world. Uh, we were in the Persian and Oriental rug business in, is in Istanbul, which was the world's, at that time, the main um, export point for the rugs of the East to the West. Anyway, he was a, a restless young man. He wanted to see the world. We had very good and strong connections in Paris. So via Egypt, he went to spend some time in Egypt with family there. He landed up in Paris. Now, again, this is the short story. Starting as a repairer of carpets, over a period of 10, 15 years, he moved up in society and in the art world and became eventually a well-known and well-respected dealer, not only in Persian and Oriental rugs, but in works of art and in antiques and tapestries. During the mid-1930s, he became friendly with Sir Ernest Oppenheimer of De Beers fame. Sir Ernest said, Henry, it's time for you to come to South Africa. So my father said, well, why not? And he came for the Empire Exhibition of 1936, and that's where the story starts. We started here in South Africa. He moved the whole family to Johannesburg. He was worried about what was happening in Europe. He didn't trust Hitler or the, the, the things that were de the Nazi developments, and uh, moved the family here in 1936, and we've been here ever since. So we're the longest established name in the Persian and Oriental rug business and even in the um, art business we were one of the original names we had a very nice art gallery after that we specialized in handmade rugs so the original company Henry Leachy was born in South Africa in 1937 how did that all start well after the Empire exhibition especially with introductions uh, from Sir Ernest Oppenheimer into high society 
my father began to make uh, to do very good business and make very good connections with with society and from that he built a business which started first in Rissick Street I mean I don't know how many people know Rissick Street anymore then we moved from there to uh, Bree Street beautiful premises opposite what was called the East African Pavilion this would be remembered by people in their 50s 60s and 70s maybe then we had our own building Corner Bree and Twist Street and the business grew in Southern Africa and then became international as well Wow. Yeah. So really there is an extensive history there and, and a tapestry of history. Correct. Th th that story is a little too long to tell today. Now tell me, or actually you don't have to tell me, let's tell our listeners. We had a very important announcement from Victor Lici and that's where I first met you. It was that at the announcement of the Victor Lici brand rebirth, as you call it. What is the big announcement and what does it mean for the business? Okay. Very simply, we were closing an old chapter of Leachy's, which was 70, what is it, 73 or whatever, it was, 77 years old, because we are living in the 21st century, and the more we move into the 21st century and digital communications and so on, we realized we had to re reinvent ourselves without losing what we're known for, which is very good quality rugs and carpets. So we're calling it the rebirth or the reborn Victorlici, the new era of Victorlici. I'm semi-retiring and I'm handing, and I've handed down to uh, two of my very dear friends and colleagues, one a black gentleman and another a white lady, and they are now the new joint MDs of the company and I'm the old fart, excuse the language, who sits in the background and every now and then makes uh, little noises and says, well, why don't you consider this? Why don't you consider that? The truth is we actually get on extremely well. They're very good people. And our plan is now for the next 50 years to be meeting the needs of every new generation who want quality, handmade, Persian and Oriental and other carpets, as well as very modern carpets. That's basically the plan. And would you say that this quality that you speak of so passionately is one of the things that has kept the Victor Lici brand so inspired for all these years? Without question. Um, you know, there are a few things that I suppose make any brand. One of them with us has been that we are known for very good service. We, You know, we don't push people to buy. Our approach is, well, let's help you find what you've dreamed of to make your home or your room really beautiful, really elegant, uh, really express your own personality. So that's one of the things. The other thing is we're known for uh, not gilding the lily. We, we tell things as they are. Uh, we've been in the business a long time, so we've learned quite a lot about what we're dealing in. So I think people know that they can trust us. They can rely on us uh, selling what we say we're selling. But we definitely do stick to high quality things, you know, because we're in a field where, l like any art, the same thing is with paintings. You have paintings which can be cheap and nasty, uh, forgive the expression, but let's face it, that's true. And you get paintings which are okay, but not very special, they're mediocre. Then you get paintings which are pretty damn good, and then you get masterpieces. The same thing applies to any form of art, especially anything made by hand. So with oriental rugs, it's much the same thing. 
you can buy very inexpensive and very mediocre quality handmade rugs uh, from Persia and from the East. They're handmade, they're genuine, but they're not of very nice quality. The wools won't be very good, the dyes may be fugitive, the workmanship will be a bit shoddy. We choose not to deal in those things. Now, that doesn't mean to say that we deal only in expensive rugs, because we don't. Um, but the analogy with paintings is apt. Uh, perhaps we, at this point we should explain a little what is a Persian Oriental carpet, because many people have uncertainty about that. Well, I certainly didn't know until I met you and you did take us through the explanation. Well, just in very simple language, um, Persia is a country which is today called Iran. It's, it's a wonderful country with a fascinating history which goes way back to Cyrus and Darius and so on. Um, and we still talk about Persian carpets rather than Iranian carpets. So when we talk about a genuine Persian carpet, we mean a carpet or rug. Uh, by the way, rug is a small carpet, carpet is a large rug. And the, the, the break point is uh, anything but below about two and a half meters by one and a half meters is considered a rug. Anything larger is a carpet. And then runners are the long, narrow ones. So when I'm going to call them carpets from now on, just to keep it simple. When we're talking about genuine Persian carpets, we mean those that are made by hand, not by knot, on a hand loom. And they, these things can take months, even years to make. So that's what we mean by a Persian carpet or rug. Now, Persia is only one of many countries where they are made by hand in much the same way. So those that come from other countries are considered oriental carpets. And truthfully, they are made in exactly the same way as in Persia. Just to give you an idea of some of the countries which, are, which belong in the oriental carpet category, there's India, uh, Pakistan, um, Turkey, Central Asia, etc. There are many countries. And all of them are genuine Oriental or genuine Persian as long as they're knotted by hand or for the ones which are like tapestries, uh, which are called kilims, if they are woven by hand. So that's what we're talking about. And these are things which have been loved and prized in the West for hundreds of years since the Renaissance and in the East going back to pre-Biblical times. This is just to put them a little bit into context. It's one of the world's oldest art forms. I hear you mention the names Persia, talking about the Orient. And when you walk into the Victor Lichy showroom and you see the colors, the designs, the quality, the beauty of the rugs, the carpets, you can actually feel that history almost seeping out of them. It's an incredible experience. And I would certainly recommend that if you are looking at getting a beautiful rug to put somewhere in your home in a special place to actually go to the Victor Lichy showroom, chat to Victor. He is always there and, av and available and ready to answer any questions you have. And it gives a whole new experience to buying a rug. So Victor has given us a fantastic competition, a wonderful prize, a stunning rug to the value of 5,000 Rand or your choice of a stunning rug to the value of 5,000 Rand. And we're going to ask a question a little bit later on in the show. So if you want to win that prize, stay tuned. Welcome back to the Homeowner Show on TM Live with me, Kerry Hayes. And we are in studio today with Victor Leachy, the owner and creator of the Victor Leachy carpet brand. Hello, Victor. Hello again. 
Now, while we were having that music break, we had a very interesting conversation off air about the new era of rugs and of Persian rugs. Tell us a bit more. Well, there is a fascinating and fast-growing renaissance in the recognition that I'm going to call them Persians. When I'm saying Persians, I also mean other Orientals. The recognition that Persians can look absolutely stunning in the most modern of settings, especially in eclectic settings, you know, where you've got the best of everything, because the variety that exists from that part of the world in styles, in colors, in textures, in moods, it's just endless. You've got rugs that are happy and cheerful. You've got rugs that are calm and quiet. You've got rugs that are inspiring. Uh, they're very much like music. You know, a very good analogy for understanding what is a rug. It's not a written thing. It doesn't usually have pictures or seldom has pictures. It's got beautiful designs. It's got movement. It's got uh, color combinations. Very much like music. And each one is unique. There are two things about rugs which make them very special. Like any work of art, each one by definition, because it's made by hand, is unique. You'll never get two the exactly alike. And the other thing is they've got something of the soul of the people who make them. Whether it's nomadic people or tribal people or people from the villages or people from the important city workshops where they make the very fine ones. So that is very much a part of the new era. We have got both the traditional Persians and Orientals. We've also got rugs that are in modern designs, in very contemporary designs, which are going to become, we believe, the classics of tomorrow. And we also have a range of machine-made rugs and carpets for people who want something inexpensive, maybe for a spare room, or for people who are buying their first rug. But that's not our main business. Our main business is Persian and Oriental rugs in the modern world. And I'm talking about not only today's modern world, but the modern world of two or five or ten years from now, which is going to be a slightly different world. In other words, they're timeless works of art. I love how you say that, timeless works of art, because it really is. When you get a good quality rug that is made properly and that is cared for properly, I think, once you have placed it in your home, it, it can really become timeless and be handed down from generation to generation. I'm pleased you mentioned that because we keep seeing, you know, we have a cleaning and restoration department as well. We keep seeing rugs and carpets bought from my father, bought from me 20, 30, 40 years ago that are more beautiful today than when they were bought. Because if you buy a good rug, this is like fine wines, they age beautifully. Uh, but they have to be you know, reasonably well cared for, and it doesn't take much to do that. Um, and they do get handed down from generation to generation. And you, know, you will have heard that Persian rugs and carpets are a great investment. Well, with reservations, with T's and C's apply, you know, terms and conditions, because it depends what, it depends where, and so on. But it is true. Um, we, we are seeing rugs that we sold, I don't know, for... 300 rand, 400 rand in the 1960s that today come in for cleaning, we, and we've forgotten that we've sold them, and they're worth 20, 30, 40,000 rand. Now, of course, the rand is not the same rand as it was in the 1960s, but a, a good rug, reasonably well cared for, is going to age beautifully, is going to look more beautiful as the years go by, and is going to hold its value. We can't guarantee that's going to happen with every rug, 
and some rugs have gone down in value after taking into account inflation. But there's a good chance that a decent rug where you've bought from a reputable dealer who knows what they're doing and that you've looked after carefully is going to be at least a store of value. And the real investment is you're going to get years and years of enjoyment. One, one, by the way, sorry, one other thing I want to say, because I know a lot of people, you know, when you say Persian carpet or Persian rug, immediately they're thinking, into, well, I can't afford one of those. I really want to get rid of this misconception. Now, of course, you can buy rugs for millions of rand, like paintings, but most of the rugs we sell, and I'm talking again about genuine handmade Persians and Orientals, sell for between five and 25,000 rand. That's the, the main range we sell. And there are some even under 2,000, the smaller ones or the what we call the kilims, the flat weaves. Now, of course, there are rugs we've got which are 100,000 or more. But, you know, we don't sell those every day. The vast majority are between five and 25,000 rand. So they are affordable. Absolutely. And for any room in the home. And for any room in the home. Now that we're talking about value... It takes me back to a particular antique Persian that you have in your showroom, which to me was one of the most beautiful things that I've ever seen. And I think you said it came in at about 325,000 Rand. Correct. But it looked almost brand new. Amazing. That was a pure silk rug made in a, a very famous city, famous for its uh, silk rugs in Persia, called Kashan. Don't worry too much about the name. But anyway, for those who are interested, it's K-A-S-H-A-N. And it was made towards the end of the 19th century. And it, it is a type which is world famous called Motashem. Again, please don't worry about the name, not that important. But to find one of that age and in that condition is rare. And that's the one you loved so much. Absolutely. That we're keeping aside for you. Until I sell my and, house. Until you sell your house. And we're waiting for you to do that. Now, what other kinds of rugs do you have in your showroom? You have your Persians, and what else? We have rugs from Persia, the, the, the real Persians. We have beautiful rugs from Afghanistan, from Pakistan, from India. And I repeat, there are still genuine Orientals. And people should, this is another misconception people often have, that if it's not from Persia, it can't be good. It's like saying, if the wine is not from France, it can't be any good, which is patently untrue. South African, Californian, Australian wines today are amongst the most desired in the world. So the origin is not important. What's important is the love and the skill with which they're made. And we have really beautiful things from India, uh, Pakistan, Afghanistan, and other countries. Um, and, you know, we won't buy anything that we're not comfortable selling. Our approach is this. It needs to be something we would that I would be able to recommend to a good friend uh, based on what they want to spend. Now, we've got some that are inexpensive. They're, of course, not masterpieces, but they're still chosen pieces. Um, yeah. So there's such a huge variety to choose from. What have you found that South Africans are really buying and getting stuck into? I find that the taste in South Africa is very eclectic, very... You know, there's there's as many tastes as you have different people, and this is one of the beautiful things about it. Uh, and by the way, we never influence or try to influence people on what their taste should be. This is a very personal thing. You know, what you love, what you what talks to you, what touches your heart and your soul is very personal. Um, but 
I really, I, I would, I would struggle to answer that question. I would say, you know, a very varied taste, depending on uh, the the mood they're trying to achieve, depending on the room, depending on the colors they like. But I mean, you're going to find another another misconception is that Persian carpets are red. Well, yes, certainly, red is one of the world's most popular colors. But we've got the most beautiful blues, greens soft golds, creamy colors. We've got pastels, we've got vivid colors, we've got violent colors. I mean, just anything you can imagine. Now that you mentioned the blues, also just going back to the announcement that you made and you showed the guests a number of different carpets, there was an exquisite blue and you turned it upside down and the color changed. Oh, yeah. How does that happen? Well, you know, that's one of the ways that is likely to give you a clue whether a rug is handmade or not. Because, and, and this is a little difficult to explain over radio, it's the kind of thing when we talk later on about our open house, we'll invite people to see these things for themselves. But because a handmade rug is tied by hand, each knot is tied by hand, and we're talking about at least tens of thousands, sometimes millions of knots in one rug or one carpet. The knot is tied on a foundation, which is called the warp, and then, le le again, let's not worry about technicalities, but it's tied on a foundation. And when you tie the knot, when the knot ties, they pull the knot down. That means it gives the, the textile, the carpet or the rug, it gives it a lie. The pie, pile lies in one direction, like velvet. Now, when you walk around the rug or you turn it upside down, you suddenly see it change. It changes character completely from uh, perhaps very glossy and, and, and shiny to suddenly very deep and warm. This is one of the clues that it is a handmade carpet. And certainly if you run your hand over the pile or the surface, uh, that's almost nine times out of 10, it's a guarantee that it's a handmade rug. There are a few other little hints as well, but we can talk about that later if you want. Now that's quite an interesting dynamic. If you look at putting one of those beautiful Persians in a room, that lighting could actually affect the mood of the room if you put two different types of lighting in to reflect off the carpet or to bring the texture and color out of the carpet. True, but one of the things we recommend to people, by the way, to prolong the life of a carpet and to, to increase your enjoyment of a carpet is turn it around in 180 degrees periodically, once, I don't know, once a month, once every three months, because you've suddenly got a new carpet. It's the same carpet, but with looking at it from a different direction, it, it changes and it does prolong the life because otherwise you tend to walk always in the same place. It really seems as though carpets are part of your DNA. So let's talk a little bit more about you as a person. Your decor style at home, what kind of style do you have in your own home? This is a top secret. I cannot disclose this. Except to the SA homeowner team. Oh, in that case... <laughs> Look, my tastes are rather eclectic. I like to mix old and new and uh, fantasy and, and uh, it's really, I, I, it's got to be an object that appeals to me. It's got to be something that I can use and it's got to be something that I love. You asked me, uh, you said you were going to ask me what are some of the, uh, the five objects that I've, I, I can't think of five, but I can think immediately I would love to have and I cannot afford a Renoir unfortunately, unless you can help me. I, I Maybe you can help me find one at a price I can afford. I love the Eames chair. Um, 
what's the other thing? Oh, in a carpet, I tend to like carpets that are a little bit, how can I put it, almost naive. And there is a type of carpet, probably not going to mean anything to anybody or to very few people, but there, there is a tribe in southwest Persia called the Lori um, who make beautiful carpets that are a happy blend of tribal, traditional, and that can look very modern or that look fantastic in modern settings. And then another thing I would love is a beautiful fireplace, especially for this time of the year, especially for tomorrow. I hear the weather's going to be awful tomorrow. That's <laughs> what the forecast says. And I'm yeah. very fortunate to have a fireplace in my home. And if I had to list my top things, that would certainly be one of the top five. Right. We're going to go into a little music break now. But remember, we have a competition coming up. And Victor is just really spoiling us. So we have a couple of other things coming up. Very special promotions just for you if you are listening. So send us any questions you have for Victor at SA Homeowner, hashtag Homeowner Show. Welcome back to the Homeowner Show on TM Live with myself, Kerry Hayes. In studio today with Mr. Victor Leachy of Victor Leachy. How, how does the full name go, Victor? Well, it's Victor Leachy Fine Rugs. Just fine rugs, and they are indeed fine rugs. Fine rugs, beautiful carpets. We're, we're actually struggling a little bit. We're, we're creating a new slogan for the new era. But it's been beautiful carpets, Victor Leachy for beautiful carpets. Leachy's the home of beautiful carpets since 1937. And they really are. I mean, you just have to walk into your showroom to to feel and, and touch and they are just, it's the most incredible experience. And I'd like to thank you for listening in and for your comments on Twitter. Vanessa, thank you so much for that info on Persian carpets, Mr. Lichi. highly informative. My pleasure. So I'd like to go into a little bit about the trends that we are seeing in carpet design. Are we staying with the classics or moving into a future with things like nanotechnology in the carpets? Look, the two things are, are happening s almost simultaneously. There's also a, a desire for people to go back, uh, the retro thing, uh, to go back to, to values and to things which are of the past. But at the same time, some really beautiful carpets are being designed by contemporary designers and artists. Um, but there's no question that even in those rugs, even in the... the, the the mo most modern of rugs, they're introducing classical themes in a very modern way. So the trends, you know, th this is a very fast-changing environment. Fashions these days are very fast-changing. And th that's fine. I, 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 love, I love the latest fashions in clothing and in all sorts of things. But one's got to remember that fashions are fleeting. Style is enduring. You know, art and style is enduring. And for me, this is one of the really precious things about uh, certainly Persian carpets as an art form. And in every art form, you've got the same thing. You've got Bach, who is absolutely timeless. I happen to love Bach. And you have Bach reinterpreted today in, in, in a modern manner. It's, it's still fantastic music. And you've got the Beatles, and you've got Sting, and you've got, you know, this is a constantly evolving thing. Beautiful music is beautiful music, whether it's old or new. Same thing applies to all art forms. But to answer your question, yes, some really interesting things are being created um, by modern designers and artists, but they're tending to be fleeting. You know, they may last two, three years, which is sad, because they're beautiful, and they're right for their time. 
but they're not timeless, which for me is, and, and we supply that need as well, but we feel it's, it's not the best way to spend your money. Rather to buy something which has proven over the, the generations, over the centuries, yes, it's gone through its ups and downs like anything else, but it has endured and I believe will endure way into the future. There's something very important that people should realize. Think about the world we live in and look at the countries where these carpets come from. Persia, Iran, India, Pakistan, and so on. The world we live in, the young people do not choose to go to sit at a loom for weeks, months, or years making a carpet. You know, they're part of the digital era. So there's no question about it. In my mind, I'm saying that within two generations, this craft and art will be a thing of the past. It will not disappear completely. Th there will be little pockets of, I don't know, a few weavers and uh, knotters here and there, a little bit like what happened with tapestries. Today, to get a tapestry, uh, 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 an Aubusson tapestry, or you know, one of the European tapestries made by hand is extremely expensive. Very few people have got the skills or the patience. The same thing is going to happen with rugs. So one of the reasons to be buying a good, and I'm not trying to sell anything now. This is just, it's good sense. Whether you buy this from us or from somewhere else. We believe that the days of this as a craft and art are numbered. I give it at the most two generations, possibly even one generation, the way the world is, is moving. You know, with um, the internet, with, uh, uh, with uh, what do you call them, iPads, with uh, iPhones. It's a thing of the past. Do you think we will be seeing carpets coming through in 3D design? It's in? a 3D design where they create items using laser technology. Yes. It's something that I find absolutely fascinating. If, and if I could get hold of a 3D laser printer, I would get one. I am sure that's going to happen, but it won't be the real thing. In the same way that there is real music, and, and you know, live music, real music, there is real art, you can re reproduce anything by machine, but it's a machine-made product. So, Yes, I'm sure that will happen. I'm sure that will come. I'm sure all sorts of things will come. But the real thing is going to become more and more precious as the generations go by. And I, I really, I urge people, uh, if they want to buy something that is one of the world's oldest art forms, one of the world's most versatile art forms, that can be used to create warmth and to create magic and, and excitement in a room and... and you know, to express your personal individuality, that could become a really good store of value. I don't like the word investment. Really good store of value. Think about buying something that you can afford in a, in a good Persian or Oriental rug, because I really believe it's not going to last much longer. That really makes me very sad. It reminds me of an interview that we did a couple of months ago with with a young lady who commissioned a master craftsman in India. Um, to create a, a beautiful swing. She called it a jeweler for, I think it was a, a, a wedding gift for, for her husband. And she said it was the last one that he was going to do before he kind of wrapped up his career. And he was the last of his generation. Exactly. And I'm not saying that they will stop making them completely, but it's going to be in small little pockets here and there. They're going to be very expensive. 
possibly the quality is not going to be what we're used to today. So, um, yeah, that's it's sad, but that's the way the world is going. So best we keep Victor Lichi on speed dial. You, good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about maintenance. So you've bought this beautiful, good quality carpet that is an investment. You've bought it to add value to your home and to maybe pass on to your children and your grandchildren. What is the best way, aside from turning it, as you mentioned earlier, to keep that high-quality carpet in tip-top condition? Good. Before I answer that question, when you use the word investment, I really must caution people that please don't think that every Persian or Oriental carpet is automatically an investment. As I say, I prefer to call them a store of wealth or, you know, a hard asset, if you want. Some could go up enormously in value. Some may not. Some may drop in value. They may become totally undesirable. It, it could happen. So, Because I, I don't want to leave the impression. And it's the same thing as with art. It's the same thing as with land. You know, Land in one part of the world is extremely valuable. And suddenly, for some reason, n nobody wants to live there anymore. And it's worthless. So having said that, the care and cleaning, and again, you know, we've got, a, if anybody's interested, they can come to our showrooms uh, and, and come and get a leaflet. We've got a nice little leaflet which explains how to take care of your carpets and rugs. But just in a minute or two, the key things are to uh, make sure that the carpet or rug that you have, if it's a, it's a Persian or Oriental, once every three to five years should have a professional cleaning. That's going to and people are amazed sometimes when they they come and collect their rug after they've brought it to us. It's dirty, it's dusty, and so on. And they say, are you sure this is my rug? <laughs> because th these things come to life, you know. They, 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 you restore the, the beautiful colors, the warmth, the, the texture, and so on. So that's one of the things. Once every, and when I say three to five years, some rugs may need to be, cleaned once every year if it's in the entrance hall of a, a railway station maybe it's going to need a cleaning once a year but once you see that it's getting dirty and grubby bring it in at least bring it in for advice you know should we clean it shouldn't we clean it second thing is keep dust and dirt off the surface so that it doesn't penetrate deep into the pile and the best way to do that is with a vacuum cleaner please not a hoover with revolving brushes not recommended just a vacuum cleaner that vacuums to remove dirt and dust so that it doesn't become embedded in the pile and that should be done again according to how much use the rug or carpet will get maximum uh, at least a minimum once every week or two and if it's a really heavy traffic area it should be a possibly every two or three days do not vacuum the fringes because eventually they'll start wearing out. Um, what else to tell you? Those are perhaps the most important things. And if there are spills, you know, if there are things spilled like wine or coffee or things like that that could stain, the thing to do is please blot it up quickly with absorbent paper or cotton wool or something like that. Um, the rest I, I, can't, I can't give over a registration. It's going to take too long and it's going to confuse people. I advise them to come for a, a free brochure on how to deal with stains. And in any case, if you're in doubt, please give us a call. You know, look us up under Victor Dici. Uh, we're on the w on the web, um, or look us up in the phone book, and uh, we're we're glad to give free advice. 
And we will be putting Victor Leachy's details on the website. So don't worry if you don't have them or can't find them. Great. One thing I'd like to ask, just to go back a little bit, you mentioned kilims. Now, those are the rugs that go on the wall. Am I correct? Kilim, very simply, are the flat-woven examples. You know you know what a tapestry is? A tapestry doesn't have a pile. It doesn't have a nap. So kilims are flat-woven carpets and rugs from all of those areas. Instead of having a pile, they're just flat woven like a tapestry that's really you can call them flat weaves or kilims basically the same thing now with kilims like with the, the pile carpets you get from different areas lots of different styles uh, some of them can be very valuable but most of them are very affordable for example uh, a two by one meter kilim of fairly decent quality is not going to cost more than one and a half to two thousand rand and it's still handmade made of wool so that's what we mean by kilim but you do get collector's pieces that can go into the hundreds of thousands of rand I must admit putting a kilim on the wall is a trend that that I haven't quite come around to and I know that a lot of people are subscribing to having a kilim or, or maybe a tapestry on the wall what is the appeal of this kind of artwork maybe in, instead of a painting the, this is this is nothing new by the way uh, kilims or pile rugs on the wall especially uh, there are no rules about this but especially the more precious ones you know the the antique ones or the older ones that are beginning to show signs of wear you move it from you know get it cleaned get it restored if it needs it and then you hang it on a wall with a spotlight on it it can look absolutely stunning really stunning and and some of the world's most beautiful homes and i'm talking about the rich and famous as well as the not so rich and famous I'm not so rich and famous, and I've got them on the walls as well. You come if you see uh, one of the things. If anybody's interested, we really welcome visitors to come to our showrooms. And there's no pushing. We, you know, they they just if they say, look, I just want to look, we leave leave them alone and let them look. We've got a permanent exhibition on show in both of our branches, with a variety of carpets and rugs on the walls, which people can look at, they can feel, they can touch, they can ask questions about, they can leave without being hassled. Um, and that's one of the ways you can see what they look like on a wall. Very briefly, because I am bursting to get to the competition to share with everyone listening. One of the, what do you call them, the MDs taking over from you has an incredible success story, which I'd really like you to very quickly tell us about. All right. Well, his name is Daniel, Daniel Mavunga from uh, Venda. Arrived in Johannesburg in the early... Let me see. Let me go. Let me see how far back we go. In the early 90s or whatever. Anyway, he came to us as a, a casual worker through a friend, through a mutual friend. And he's risen up the ranks. I, I have to keep this short because this is a very interesting and long story. Uh, he became a driver. He, ha he, had a, no, he already had a driving license. So we started using him as a driver. Then he became permanent staff. Then he became a restorer, repairer. Then he became one of our assistants, you know, who was helping to show carpets. Then he became, he's, he's a very bright guy. You know, he, he would take lessons and he would go to uh, various night schools and so forth. So he learned computers and he learned, he learned all sorts of things, management. And we saw this man is, is capable, ambitious, and we've got to look after him. We've got to watch him and look after him. Then he became in charge of our stock system. Then he became a salesman. 
Then he became a salesman and a stock manager, and it just escalated over the years until for the last several years he's been our uh, manager, general manager and sales manager. He's been coming with me to, uh, to the East to learn how to do our buying, and he's become an extremely good buyer. And now recently with uh, a white lady, Maureen Homan, he's become the joint MD. So he looks after everything to do with buying and selling and servicing the, you know, giving services, cleaning, repair. Maureen is our, how can I put it, she's our money bags. She looks after the money, which we hope there will be some of. She looks after administration. She looks after human resources, training, and so on. She's and she's wonderful. They get on extremely well. They work very well together. So that's our team, and they're they're they're, they're taking over from me, and I have a lot of confidence in in them. And that really is an incredible story. I mean, it just goes to show if you have enough drive and passion to achieve, you can do pretty much anything. Absolutely. From he he literally was in the terms of. Uh, one of our uh, friends in the PR industry, he, he's a, a zero to hero story, and uh, he's well deserved. Wow. Right, competition time. Right. Victor, you have very generously offered to give one of our listeners a choice of their rug from Victor Lichi to the value of 5,000 Rand. Can I enter? Of course you can. Unfortunately, I can't, so I'll have to leave it to you. Tell oh. us a little bit more. What, are the, what is the question that the listener has to answer? The, the question is simply this. What would be your three best reasons for buying a Persian rug or carpet? Uh, you know, whatever, you know, somebody might say, I love the colors. Now, I'm not saying that they should, but I love the texture. I love the warmth. I love the whatever. But I'd like to know what are your three best reasons? And you guys are going to be making the choice of the prize, not me. The prize winner you're going to choose. I think we'll choose it with you. Oh, fair enough. But anyway, whoever the winner is, they have a credit with us. They will have a credit with us. They can come and buy anything they want to that value. Of course, if they want to spend an extra 45,000 rand, we won't stop them. Uh, but, but seriously, they can come and choose whether it's a kilim, whether it's a uh, whatever. It's their choice. So that's the question. What would be the three main reasons for you buying a Persian rug? There you have it. Yeah. And with the podcast that we're going to pop on our website tomorrow, the question will be there. You just have to pop your answers in the comments box. One last thing I want to say. If anybody who's listening to this is interested to attend what we would call an open house, to meet me, to meet Daniel and the rest of my stuff, you know, my, my successors, we are suggesting that you come. Um, it will probably be for 6 for 6.30 or, or 5.30 for 6, something like that. Um, it would be drinks and snacks. We would show you a, a very short, beautiful color movie on how these things are made. And then we would let you ask any questions you want. We'll try and answer them for you. We would show you a selection of 20 or 30 rugs from very modestly priced, to masterpieces that you can touch, that you can ask questions about, that you can learn about the symbolism, how to care for them, whatever. It's an open house, and if any of your listeners are interested, please to let us know. Uh, how would they do that? Would they? We will put the details on our website, and you can just let Victor know if you are going to be attending. Good, and if they, they, once we know who and when and all that sort of thing, we'll then give a date, which will probably be a, be a, be a Wednesday, I'm suggesting perhaps the Wednesday the 25th, I think it is, 
would be perhaps not a bad date. Gives people a little bit of time to plan. But please, if they would like to come, let them go on to th the website and um, we would love to have them join us. And wait for it. I've been wait wanting to say this for a long time, but wait, there's more. Not only do we have the competition and the open house coming up, but Victor is also putting it out there for you to test run a Persian carpet. Oh, of course. Terms and conditions apply. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yes, yes. If this is perhaps especially for newcomers to the field, because um, we are desperately trying to reach and, and interest people, you know, the younger generation. If you would like to try to we say test fly a Persian rug, by which we mean try one in your own home. You, the terms and conditions obviously have to apply, but come to see us. Come and choose one rug that you really love. No strings attached. Uh, you would have to, of course, bring your ID and we'd have to have a credit card um, imprint. You know, We'd have to reserve the value of that until you return it. And then live with it for a day or two. And then if you want to buy it, we're not going to say no. But if you don't want to buy it, just bring it back and you've enjoyed it for a day or two. No strings attached. So Thank you so if anybody's much for that. Yeah. Huh? Thank you so much for that. And I think I might actually be taking you up on that offer. Please do. Please do. Gosh, an hour certainly does go by so quickly when you are chatting to an interesting person. You have the most fascinating topic to talk about. But it is the end of the hour. And Victor, thank you so much for spending this hour with us. My pleasure. All of the details on Victor's showroom and everything that we've discussed will be on our website tomorrow. That is sahomeowner.co.za, including that amazing competition. So please hop along and see if you can win that 5,000 Rand carpet voucher. Right, so that's a wrap for today. And we will be back same time, same place next week. Until then, stay informed, innovative and inspired.